Ah, happy Gaur Purnima to everyone. Um, today is Gaur Purnima. It is um, March 9th, 2020. I am in Coronado, California. And uh, by Krishna's mercy, by Lord Chaitanya's mercy, by the mercy of modern communication, we can... Uh, can all be communicating with each other. So today, the day of Lord Chaitanya, um, these are some of my thoughts. First, nothing can ever be as important, as significant in this world or any world as the uh, the appearance of the Lord himself in our world. Uh, we all know what this world is like. There are some good things like uh, indoor plumbing and there's still fruits and vegetables in the marketplace and uh, we have friends and sometimes it's a beautiful day. So there are, there are some relatively pleasant aspects of this world, but in general, as you know, we live in a, uh, a very fallen, ignorant world. The level of wisdom in the world is, as we know, very low. And into this fallen world, uh, Krishna personally came <clears throat> as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, it's 2020, which means that he came 534 years ago, 534 years ago. So, just as Lord Chaitanya had an internal and external mission, internally he came, of course, to relish the loving relationship, the love between Radha and Krishna, especially he wanted to experience Radha's love, Radha Bhava Dyuti, the Lord came glowing with the love of Radha. And of course, he's Krishna. He's actually Radha and Krishna together. There are some very uh, amazing verses in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Uh, astonishing philosophy, actually, that describe the identity of Lord Chaitanya. In any case, uh, he came to this world and also, of course, to save the world, to bring, to bring spiritual knowledge to this world. And so um, we also have an internal and external mission, just as Lord Chaitanya had an internal and an external mission, uh, we do also. Here, here's the verse, the fifth verse of Chaitanya Charitamrita. I, I just want to read this verse and I want to talk about our own internal and external mission. Just as Lord Chaitanya had an ex internal and external mission, which ultimately are both spiritual and are not really different. <clears throat> so the fifth verse of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Adi Leela, chapter 1, verse 5, Radha Krishna Pranaya Vikritir Kladini Shaktir Asmad, Ekadmanav, Api, 
Bhuvi Pura Deha Bhedam So, Radha Krishna Pranaya, uh, the love of Radha and Krishna, is a vikriti, probably translate transformation, uh, which is called Haladini Shakti, the blissful, the blissful potency. Radha Krishna Pranaya Vikriti Ladini Shakti Asmad. And then this is and this is there's one Sanskrit word, it's actually a compound word, which I think is um one of the most amazing philosophical statements in any book. And it's just one compound word. And the word is Ekatmanau. Eka means one, of course, and Atma, uh, soul or self. So at, but so Ekatma would mean one self or a unique soul, Ekatma, which is a word we, we find in our literature. But here, uh, it's in the dual form. In Sanskrit, a word, a noun can be singular or, or an adjective, of course, or a participle. Anyway, a word can be singular or plural, but also dual. There's a dual form. So you can say two of something. Just like if you were talking about Krishna and Balaram, you could say Ishwarao, the two lords. So the AU ending is the dual often. <clears throat> In, in many cases. And uh, of course, we find that in the famous song, Vande Rupa Sanatanao, Ragu Yugo. So here it said one, literally it says one, two souls. The two souls are one. And so here you get Beta Beta, it's right there in, in, in the verse five of the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Because the beta, the difference is that it says, talks to me speaking of Radha and Krishna, that says Atmanao, which in Sanskrit it simply means two souls. Atma is one soul, Atmanaha is plural, many souls, and Atmanao is two souls. So here we have Atmanao, the two souls, so that's beta, but then Aveda, not different, Eka, or one. The two souls are one. So there you have beta 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 relationship between Radha and Krishna. Ekatmanav api bhuvipura deha vedangatauta. So even though they're one, it said pura, which you can translate formerly or since time immemorial. Gatauta, uh, these two, Radha and Krishna, have taken on or have assumed deha vedam a body difference, a difference of body, deha vedam. And there's the word veda, like as in veda, veda. And deha, of course, means body. So the two souls are one, indeed, but in this world, in the past, they took on a difference of body. In other words, they appeared as Radha Krishna, Pura, in the past. But Aduna, now, so Pura, in the past, uh, they assumed different bodies, aduna, but now uh, tadvayam, that pair, tadvayam, that pair, Radha and Krishna, now 
prakatam are manifest chaitanyakyam by the name chaitanya and to aikyam optam and they have taken on oneness so it, it, it's going back and forth between one and different so they are one eka atmanao but they are two souls but in the past even though they're one they are two souls and they 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 assumed different bodies that was in the past but now tadvayam that pair that duo english word duo obviously related to the sanskrit dvaya so that duo that pair is manifest as chaitanya uh and they've again taken on oneness so in the past they appeared as radha krishna but now they're they've taken on oneness again they're appearing in just one body the body of chaitanya so radha bhava duty suvalitam naomi krishna swarupam naomi in sanskrit is another way to say namami i bow i bow to the the real form of krishna uh which is now uh, adorned with the luster of radha bhava of the mood the feelings the love of radha so that's that verse and so there's a lot of uh very advanced and interesting theology associated with this particular incarnation of the lord so again uh just as lord chaitanya has an internal and external mission we do also so our internal mission is to understand how we are one and different with krishna that's our philosophy veda veda and so we obviously are different from krishna that's painfully obvious by our present fallen state but even in our liberated state we are one with krishna we are part of krishna as he says in the gita mamai vamsa jiva okay jiva bhuta sanatana so we are one with krishna we are part of krishna and yet we are different we are separate individual souls with our own free will and so on so internally we want to realize our own oneness with krishna as his servants we want to relish what um in a sense what lord chaitanya relished not that we want to have an enjoying spirit we want to exploit krishna but we want to love him and love brings the greatest happiness and so we want to love krishna we want to love him in his appearance as lord chaitanya radha and krishna together and so that's our internal mission to cultivate love for them lord chaitanya's external mission was to um save the fallen souls and he has given us or invited us to share in his external mission he's actually invited us to share in both missions because lord chaitanya certainly uh inviting us he wants us to appreciate the love of radharani and the beauty of radha and krishna that's the whole point to bring us to that ecstatic krishna consciousness so he wants us to share his internal mission at the same time lord chaitanya 
certainly wants us to take part in his external mission. And as Prabhupada said, because Krishna is God, there's no difference between his inside and outside. This is all Krishna. So Lord Chaitanya wants us to take part in his external mission of saving the fallen souls. So, um, so I'm going to speak a moment on that part of our own life mission, our internal and external life mission. Um, how do we do that? I mean, if you look at approximately, oh, I don't know, 540 years ago, whatever it was, uh, when Advaita Acharya was offering into the Ganga and uh, Ganges and praying to Krishna to come down because he basically just had enough of this crazy world. I mean, if, if you, we think the world is crazy. Well, guess what? So did Advaita Acharya. In fact, Advaita Acharya was so fed up with this crazy world, he said, if Krishna doesn't come, I'm just going to, just going to, you know, destroy it, break it apart. It's just, it's, it's just so creepy down here. And so even Advaita Acharya uh, thought this world is too much. And so he prayed to Krishna. He offered Ganges water into the Ganges, as we know, and then Krishna came as Lord Chaitanya. So even 500 years ago, or 540 years ago approximately, um, it was not so easy to spread Krishna consciousness. And Advaita said that, even though he himself is Mahavishnu, that we really need Krishna to come because Krishna has that, the form of Krishna, the specific form of Krishna is most ecstatic and, and, and most attractive. So here we are in this world in which people are very materialistic, people don't join religious organizations, and uh, in most parts of the world, we're trying to present a foreign culture that people struggle to understand. I remember, uh, God, how many years ago? How would that be, 24 years ago, when I, I was just finishing up practically finished my PhD at Harvard. And so I, I went to Berkeley and I, I was teaching there at the Graduate Theological Union. And we were trying to establish a Vaishnav Institute there. So I was talking with the other scholars, professors and, 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 and university administrators or educated people. I was, I was trying to explain to them that this is Vaishnavism and they couldn't quite understand it. I mean, I mean, they, they, couldn't, remember, they couldn't remember the word. They couldn't pronounce the word. And so finally I said, okay, we're, you know, it's a Hindu institute. And then everyone understood it. Oh, that's a good idea. But Vaishnavism, here they are, so-called scholars. They couldn't even pronounce the word, no matter how many times I said it. And they couldn't remember the word. So this is a, um, an interesting age we're in. And I mean, on the one hand, it's not easy in this age to get people to really strongly commit to Krishna consciousness and those devotees, preachers who are attracting and persuading others to commit to Krishna consciousness deserve extraordinary credit. They deserve so much credit. All the good devotees were doing so many good programs around the world. But it's not easy as we know. And, and so we can take this as a, um, a blessing from Lord Chaitanya 
because we are forced to pray to him, just as Advaita Acharya prayed to Lord Krishna. So we have to pray because we can't simply give up. We can't simply say that in this age it's not possible. Whatever this age is, we have to try. We have to do our absolute best and we have to care for Krishna's sake. Not, We should not be attached to the results of our work. We shouldn't want to uh, become famous or have devotees love us because I spread the movement. That, of course, is material. But in, in a spiritual sense, we should uh, care about fulfilling Krishna's desire, Lord Chaitanya's desire. We should pray fervently to them. And the, the more difficult it is, the more we should take shelter of them. And if nothing else, we will go back to Godhead. So um, on Lord Chaitanya's day, Prabhupada used to say that uh, on Gaur Purnima, we should, in his language, chalk out our plans for the coming year. In other words, this is the beginning of what is called the Gauravda, the Goranga New Year. And it is a great opportunity for us, Prabhupada said we should do this, to meditate deeply on our relationship with Lord Chaitanya and to meditate deeply on how we can best serve the Lord in the coming Chaitanya year. So this is the time to do it. Just like uh, people in general, as New Year's comes, they make uh, New Year's resolutions. That in the new year, I'll do this and so on. Uh, so, um, so we should make our resolutions. This is kind of like our big new year party, you know, uh, and we should, as Prabhupada said, we should think very seriously, very seriously about how can I best serve Krishna in this new Chaitanya year. That's really what we should be doing at this point. Um, Let's see, there's a few questions. Are you trying to organize a Vaishnav culture course at some university nowadays? Not really. And of course we should have those courses. I'm thinking more of philosophy now. If you want to know what I'm doing these days to keep myself busy. In addition, writing Mahabharata is going very well. But also, um, I am engaging with the Bhaktivedanta Institute, which was very dear to Prabhupada, and therefore it's very dear to Lord Chaitanya. It was very dear to Prabhupada, the Bhaktivedanta Institute, uh, which deals with science, how do we understand and present Krishna consciousness in a way that will uh, respond to, respond adequately to the challenge of materialistic science. Science is a good thing, uh, materialism is a bad thing. So in that sense, uh, among the many ways we try to present Lord Chaitanya's mission, we try to understand how we can best present it philosophically, culturally, and, and you know, in all ways, how can, we, um, how can we best serve the Lord? That's really the, the question we should be asking ourselves. So I'm actually not going to give a long Gorvonima lecture today. I'm sure you all have other programs and uh, I don't see any questions here.
just checking in. Uh, so anyway, thank you all very much for your attention. And um, I hope that you will all um, follow Prabhupada's request and use this day to meditate deeply on how you, in your situation, can best serve Lord Chaitanya and his mission. So here's two points. Uh, let's see. What gift did Lord Chaitanya come to give that had not been given to the world before by other incarnations? Uh, this ecstatic love of Krishna, not just uh, worship of Vishnu, not just reverence for the Lord, but this ecstatic love to enter into Krishna's most intimate, most ec ecstatic pastimes. So that's that's what it is. Anyway, uh, thank you all very much for listening. There are no more questions. I apologize. It's going to be sort of a short class, but I'm sure you all you are all very busy and have many ways to worship and remember Lord Chaitanya on this day. So Jai Sri Chaitanya, Jai Gaur Purnima, Hare Krishna. Thank you. Ah, oh, well, having said that I was done, uh, some questions came in. I forgot to check. WhatsApp and Andalila sends the questions in by WhatsApp and I uh, forgot to check that. So I thought I would do something unusual and go back on the air and answer the questions. Let's see. Um, one person said, are you happy and healthy? I think I am actually, by Krishna's mercy. So here's, again, sorry for the uh, double trouble here, but um, I finally got the questions. Um, what gift did Lord Chaitanya come to give that had not been given to the world before by other incarnations, by any other avatar? Uh, thanks and pranams, Maharaj. Haribol Gorang. <laughs> well, this ecstatic love of Radha and Krishna. In the Bhagavatam, we have descriptions of many avatars and uh, specifically, Lord Chaitanya came to award us ecstatic appreciation for uh, the, uh, the the most advanced pastimes of God, which are his pastimes with Radha Rani the gopis in Vrindavan. And that had not been given before by other avatars. Can you discuss briefly the different avatars of Krishna in the different ages? Well, that's in the... That's in the first canto, third chapter of the Bhagavatam. Why, how Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was how Krishna chose to manifest in this age. Briefly, I've explained that many times. Um, this is a very fallen age. If you look at Krishna's appearance in Dwapara Yuga, a lot of heads rolled. I mean, Krishna, of course, there were a lot of asuras in the world, and there were a lot of battles, and a lot of asuras were killed and so on. But in Kali Yuga, it's such a fallen age that actually no one gets killed. Not a single person is killed or even seriously injured in Chaitanya Leela. So this is the mood of Radharani. This is actually the tender mercy of Radharani. So Krishna coming as Lord, Lord Chaitanya, in the mood of Radharani, internally is trying to understand Radharani's love. But on the other hand, it's the... Uh, wonderful compassion, loving compassion of Radharani, uh, that mood which uh, 
brings about an avatar, Krishna himself, Lord Chaitanya, in which no one is actually killed. So, dear Maharaj, can you please talk about women's role in the in Lord Chaitanya's pastimes and how to eradicate misogyny or misogyny in our movement? Well, I'll begin by saying that um, the whole purpose of Lord Chaitanya's pastime, you could say, or the main purpose, was to glorify a lady, Srimati Radharani. And so, um, misogyny, uh, let's give you a quick uh, definition here. Uh, let's see. Um, well, it's funny words to spell, isn't it? Um, okay, two Y's. Misogyny <laughs> is dislike of, contempt for, or ingrained prejudice against women. So, of course, inside every female body is an eternal soul. And apart from that, women in general have many good qualities that sometimes are not as strong in men. I mean, both men and women have their special good qualities. Uh, women studies show, I'm talking about science now, not my opinion, just tend to be nicer. And uh, they sort of try to keep a community together and um, they have many good qualities. They, there are many things they do better than men, just like some things men do better than women. And they're half the world that we're trying to save. So to, to, to say, I think quite hypocritically, that a person is trying to save the world and yet to uh, insult and um, lord it over, because that's really what it looks like to me, to lord it over half the world and probably the other half too in some other way, uh, it's not really Krishna consciousness. Of course, uh, people who are obsessed with keeping women down, we actually have some people among us who are obsessed with keeping women down. And of course, in their own minds, they justify this uh, by saying that, no, they're just trying to protect society. They're just trying to help the movement and help the world. But uh, they have this kind of this crazy paranoia that if women are allowed to serve according to their ability and according to their interests, that somehow, you know, the, the sky will crash and the world will be destroyed and all kinds of evil will take place if you just stop trying to prevent women from performing their god-given duty their right to serve according to their nature and uh so yes lord chaitanya himself uh was in the mood of radharani and it's interesting that it's the woman's mood, not the man's mood, that was essential to uh, saving the people, fallen souls of the sage. Of course, Krishna is, is everything, but and 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 it was really Krishna, you know, going out boldly, traveling around, preaching. But Radharani's mood. I mean, if you think about it, here's a point which I hadn't actually thought of before. Prabhupada said, "If you give class, there'll always be new lights." The way he put it. And that is, 
we are followers of Lord Chaitanya. We are Godia Vaishnavas. We are followers of Lord Chaitanya. And Lord Chaitanya is androgynous. In other words, there's a male and female aspect. What that means is the movement needs to be that way. If the Hare Krishna movement reflects Lord Chaitanya, then the movement will honor and uh, admire the female spiritual nature. Because if we have a very, you could say, super masculine movement where the men dominate everything, that just doesn't reflect Lord Chaitanya. It's different from Lord Chaitanya. A movement in which men and women are both honored and treasured and uh, given their God-given right to serve according to their own nature, uh, only such a movement can actually reflect Lord Chaitanya, who is both Radha and Krishna. And, and so it's interesting that if, if the movement is polluted by male chauvinism, and I won't mention names here, but there are some people I've seen who, God, I don't know any other word for it. They just seem like they're obsessed. The purpose of their life is to hold back women. I think they are not healthy, I mean, emotionally, I have to say. I won't mention any names, I don't want to offend anyone, but they're not healthy. And so the only movement that will actually reflect or truly, purely represent Lord Chaitanya is a movement which is like Lord Chaitanya, where the male and female aspect are both equally honored, valued, and uh, and opportunities given to everyone to serve according to their own nature. So I would say that when the Hare Krishna movement starts to look and feel like more like Lord Chaitanya's avatar in the sense of being this perfect balance of male and female that honors both and gives both full opportunity to, to love Krishna, to serve Krishna, I think at that time we'll probably have a little better luck uh, reaching reaching people, especially in this part of the world. So um, I think I've answered all the questions. I think I did my duty. And I, because it was Woman's Day, Woman's Day a little, just, just now, I think I did, I did that too. So uh, thank you very much. And thanks again for watching, and I guess that's all. Hare Krishna.